Welcome to the ARC Experience, featuring the stories of self-advocates with disabilities and their families from around Wisconsin. Be inspired. Take action. And now for today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the ARC Experience podcast. November is Family Caregiver Month, and our special guest today works tirelessly on family caregiver issues. Helen Marks-Dix is the State Issues Advocacy Director for AARP Wisconsin. Helen is known to many as the lady with the big red glasses, and she's also a well-known voice of advocacy in Wisconsin. So welcome, Helen. Well, I'm glad to be here. So, Helen, in Wisconsin alone, we know that about uh, 600,000 residents, just under 600,000, serve as unpaid family caregivers, and those folks are doing everything that they can to keep their loved ones living independently in their own homes and communities for as long as as possible. Uh, What are the biggest challenges that you see now for Wisconsin's family caregivers? Well, I think um, what's happened over time is people are taking care of people in their own homes. And the medical demands have gotten greater and greater and greater. And what happens is, you know, you become a caregiver and it's simply picking up groceries or driving someone to church, and then medical conditions start happening. And the next thing you know, you're doing medication management, wound care, dealing with somebody who's bed confined, maybe even working um, and having to deal with feeding tubes. So I think that it is very um, challenging. It's very individualized, but it's very challenging because most people don't um, plan during the course of their lifetime to become a nurse or a nursing assistant uh, for a loved one. So what is AARP doing? Obviously, family caregiving is a huge part of your advocacy platform. Are there some specific things that you think can improve for caregivers? Well, we have three pieces of legislation. You know, I'm very legislatively minded because that's where I go and try to influence people. The first one is something called the CARE Act, which would require hospitals to train caregivers uh, and demonstrate to them. You know, often when you get discharged from a hospital, we say, this is what you should do to take care of yourself. And of course, we give you a piece of paper to read and we're not even sure you understand half the words on it. So this would require that the hospital actually demonstrate, teach you how to give a shot, teach you how to take care of somebody's wound, teach you how to change your feeding tube and, and, and clean it. So that's one piece of legislation we have up there. Another piece of legislation we have up there is something called the Wisconsin Credit for Caring, and it has to do with um, giving people a little bit of reimbursement for the money that they spend caring for their loved one. You know, there's some low-income programs for caregiving, but really, for most people that are middle-income and all the way up, there's nothing to help you except you and your family members. So this would reimburse them up to a limited amount for the amount of money they spend caring for their loved ones and keeping them at home. It's a good investment for the state because most people with long-term care, if they end up in an institution, of course, end up being on the state funds through Medicaid. So it's better to invest a little money upfront. People wanna be at home, families wanna take care of their loved ones. So we think that's a pretty good investment to support caregivers. And you said there was another one. Is it the family medical leave? Oh, you're so smart, Lisa. Either that or you listen to me all the time when I'm ranting about these things. You know, Family Medical Leave Act is a wonderful piece of legislation, and it's designed to take care 
uh, allow you to take care of people when they have an acute health crisis. But people didn't think about the long-term care crises and the long-term care needs. So this would expand the existing Family Medical Leave Act to cover caregiving, um, and not only just for dementias, but for people with strokes and, and that kind of thing. And it would allow, um, family caregivers not only need to take care of their loved one, but they often have to go to meetings, you know, discharge planning meetings, care planning meetings and institutions. This would give them the chance to do that using the benefits of the Family Medical Leave Act. You know, you said that these proposals are up there, and I'm assuming you mean they're draft legislation that you're hoping that the state legislature considers when they come back in a session? Well, you know, I say they're up there because the Senate never really went out of session this year. Um, and there are always these rumors that they're gonna come back. Um, but yes, there were bills um, for, for, the, for two of them, the CARE Act and the Wisconsin Credit for Caring were up there last year. Now, of course, being a good advocate, I kept them going and included them and advocated in the governor's task force to make sure those three recommendations were also included in their uh, recommendations to the governor. And AARP has done some public polling in Wisconsin about what, what does the public think about these ideas, right? Well, we have. And, uh, you know, it was really quite amazing. Sometimes, you know, when you're an advocate, you're so used to making your own arguments that you sometimes have to have a reality check. So off you go and you do the public polling to see if anyone's listening to you or whether you've gotten so engrossed in your own passion that you don't realize what's going on. Horrendous support, very strong in the 90s across partisan lines for the CARE Act, uh, the same thing with the credit for caring. People really want to help caregivers and they want a little help themselves to recognize for the amount of work and sacrifice they make in order to take care of people in their homes. So what is the next step for those proposals that you just discussed and how can people help to move those ideas forward if they also support them? Well, uh, I'm going to do it two ways. You know, we're going to make an attempt to um, reintroduce the legislation in the next session, which starts in January. But we're also, AARP was part of the caregivers, the governor's task force on caregiving. And of course, that was one of, I think there are 16 proposals. Lisa, correct me if I'm counting. You are right. correct. But there are 16 proposals um, that were sent up to the governor, and they cover the care force entirely, both the paid and unpaid care force. I'm working with a, a coalition of people um, that are going to help to move those uh, positions forward for the whole package because family caregivers rely on paid caregivers and paid caregivers need support and help from family caregivers. So we're kind of all in this together. So that's one avenue. We're gonna to try to get them in the governor's budget. And of course, once they're in the budget, we're gonna to try to lobby and advance them through. However, never only having one path to victory, <laughs> we right. will also, if that does not work, um, attempt to get our sponsors from last year to reintroduce them as standalone legislation. So people could really help by um, letting the governor's governor know that they support the recommendations of the governor's task force on caregiving and that he should include all of them in his uh, budget. And um, when 
we get things there, we'll start lobbying them appropriately. Right. I, I think that sounds like a good plan. So you've mentioned the governor's task force on caregiving a few times as we've been talking about family caregiving issues. Can you back up a little bit and talk about the process? You and I both were on the governor's task force, but I, our listeners haven't talked about this issue before. So if you could share a little bit about your experience on the task force and why it was created and, and what, what the work was that was done there. Well, you know, one of the uh, feelings that you and I have both had as professional advocates is that caregivers are very overlooked in Wisconsin. And your organizations and my organizations have for years tried to get the governor to make some kind of, whoever the governor was at the time, to do some kind of proclamation about the value of family caregiving and perhaps to call a summit to get everyone going. Well, with the change of um, governors, we got a governor who finally heard what we were saying, but rather than give us some kind of meeting, one day meeting to talk about it, he gave us more of a really direct charge and said, okay, I'll do a task force on caregiving, but these are the six issues I want you to deal with. And he set out a list of six issues for the task force to deal with. Now, of course, because one of them um, had family caregiving, I went ahead and applied to say, I want to have something to say about this. Um, but it was a very good task force. There were 29 of us on it. Um, many more people applied, but 29 is about as big as you can get still be manageable and it was both providers it was caregivers themselves it was advocates from the aging community advocates from the disability community um, and so it was a good mix of people all of who came to caregiving from a different perspective and we tackled the six questions that he asked us to deal with and came forward with these recommendations. Now, I will tell you that the task force has its own little website that if you want to go read the recommendations, you can do that. But, you know, if you're just wanting to tell the governor to pay attention both for the people that are paid and those of us who are doing it, you know, for love or obligation, <laughs> you know, you can just refer to it as the proposals of the governor's task force they'll know what you're talking about. And, you know, it's a good package that weaves together uh, the concerns of the whole care force and not just one group or the other. Right. Yeah, a lot of work went into those recommendations. So hopefully we'll get some traction with our policymakers. And you did a good job chairing. You should get credit for being a co-chair on that. <laughs> well, that it was it was a it's a good issue to be working on, that's for sure. Which kind of leads me to my next question for you. So November is the month that's declared Family Caregiver Month nationally and in Wisconsin. I would imagine that AARP is doing some recognition and celebration during this month. Are there any activities or how do you recognize caregivers during uh, November? Well, you know, we try to recognize caregivers all year round and we have an I Heart Caregiver program and we often uh, post caregiver stories. During this month, we'll do some teletown halls because we're trying to get the word out about the governor's task force. Um, we also, um, many years ago, put together a caregiver guide to resources here in Wisconsin. We're updating that as soon as I get it. And you know, it doesn't always come during the caregiver month you want. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, 
hopefully we'll be here this month so I can publicize that and people can get copies because it's a good listing of all the resources. Our bulletin, which goes to, you know, we, we have 840,000 members in Wisconsin. So wow. everyone gets a bulletin every month. And actually, it had a very good article about the caregiver task force. I believe you were quoted, but it features one of the caregivers that was actually on the task force talking about caregiving and why these programs are so important. Mm -hmm. So uh, as we're wrapping up, I just want to thank you for joining us for the podcast today. Thank you for helping us to think about and to celebrate Family Caregiver Month. Are there any resources uh, that you, you'd like to direct people to or how can people find out more about AARP Wisconsin? I think they should go to our website, which is www.aarp.org backslash WI. And, you know, I try to keep people up to date what's going on through advocacy, what the resources available are, um, what's going on um, program-wise where people can join in. AARP is now doing a live uh, program every Thursday, and we do advocacy at least once a month and sometimes do caregiving there and in addition to regular caregiving. Um, AARP also has a program called uh, Careversations, which are programs training and talking about how to do caregiving. So um, go to our website, go exploring, and um, we really do love caregivers and we'll help you, but we'd love a little help too in advancing all these ideas. Okay, thank you, Helen. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. You can find more information on supports for family caregivers at wisconsincaregiver.org and on the Wisconsin Family Caregiver Facebook page. This November, to celebrate caregivers, everyone has a chance to win Amazon gift card prizes. Who doesn't like that? So November 2020, make sure you check out the Wisconsin Family Caregiver Facebook page for your chance to win. And as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the ARC Experience podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode of the ARC Experience was brought to you by the ARC Wisconsin, the state's oldest advocacy organization for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families. It's funded in part by the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. Our theme music, called Species, is the property of EY5Z and cannot be copied or distributed without permission. It was produced by Eleanor Cheatham, a composer and artist with autism.